You believe that you in some way deserve that situation, even if it's not serving you. And I know that might seem masochistic, but our brains are a bit masochistic in in many ways that we can know that something isn't good, but we'll just stick with it for various reasons. Often we'll stick with it because it's comfortable and our brains are programmed for the path of least resistance, the path of survival. And so when something is predictable and known, our brains would rather stick with that rather than getting uncomfortable and trying something new. You're listening to the Rich and Hired podcast with Chelsea Stokes. Chelsea is a former recruiter for one of the top media companies in the world who transitioned her dream job after years of corporate burnout. Today, she's a career coach who has helped hundreds of women all over the world upgrade their careers, lifestyle, mindsets, and bank accounts. Listen in each week as she dives into the unconventional topics that can help you get to the next level of your career and life. Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you love the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Rich and Hired podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and I just want to just take a moment to express so much gratitude to everyone who has supported this podcast so far. I really am just in awe of all of your messages and the people that this has reached and those of you who have been tuning in every week. And if you're new here, I appreciate you as well. But really, I just am so grateful. And I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate all of you. And I'm just so glad that this podcast has impacted so many of you. November, of course, with American Thanksgiving is a season of gratitude. So I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all. And as a reminder, and I don't mean to sound (laughs) weird, but really it does help us if you are enjoying this podcast to rate and follow and subscribe. So if you haven't done that and you are benefiting from the podcast and you enjoy it, we really appreciate if you're able to do any of those things, rate, subscribe, follow. So thank you again so much. I feel like the community that I have grown here and on my social media channels is just really incredible. And this is really just the beginning. So let's dive into the topic for this week's episode. And I want to talk about how my framework for my coaching program, the Career Clarity Booster, is also a framework to date intentionally. And I want to just give you all a little context of why I wanted to do this episode. And really, I always love to set an intention in my podcast episodes. My intention for this is that if you're someone who's dating, perhaps this can help you to not only date more intentionally, but job search more intentionally. And if you're someone who is in a relationship, perhaps this can help someone who is dating. And regardless whether you're in a relationship or not, like I said, just a second ago, this is going to help you to job search more intentionally. So really, this is all just about aligning your energy and your actions to be able to get better results in your career and dating life. So like I said, I just want to give you a little bit of context. And when I, I've had my coaching program for a few years, and when I first launched this framework, after a couple months, I had heard from some of my clients that they had been using it in their dating lives. And I thought that was so fascinating and so interesting. And what they said is, 
things like Chelsea, you know, your coaching program, your framework, it helped me to get a better job, but it also helped me to get into a great relationship. And that just makes me so happy as a coach that there are these ripple effects, right, that are happening. That was one of my intentions when I started this program is I knew that it would positively impact my clients and help them to get better jobs. But I also thought that there would potentially be a ripple effect that, you know, when my clients felt better in their jobs, they would be better managers, that they would be happier around their friends and their family and their children, and that that positivity would impact those people. And to see that this was also helping people to get into better relationships was a ripple effect I did not realize or intend when I had created my program. And it was really cool to see. But at that time, I was in a relationship and I wasn't able to actively apply my framework to the dating world. So as some of you know, in I've been single for, oh man, (laughs) how long has it been? Like almost two years now. And I have started dating, I think more frequently in the last year. And I finally have had a chance to do what my clients have done, which is to apply the framework I have for job searching intentionally to the dating world. And I have to say my results have been, I think, very positive. I will say and be clear that I'm not in a relationship right now. So take that for what it's worth. That being said, I think that This is the first time in my life where I feel like I am really just sticking to what I want. I am more just enjoying the process. I'm enjoying the process of dating more and I really am okay with being single. Like I'm really just enjoying the journey of dating and being single and I've never really felt like that. Just for reference, I have been a serial monogamist since I was 16 years old and I'm 32 now. So I would literally just go from relationship to relationship. When I was 16, I was in a relationship for like two years. Then I was in like a series of relationships when I was 18. Like I just went from boyfriend to boyfriend, like month to month. Then I was in a five-year relationship from the time I was 21 to 26. Then I was in a two-year, two-and-a-half-year relationship immediately after that. And then very quickly after that, I was in a year and a half relationship. That was my most recent relationship. So basically to sum it up, I have not been single up until these last almost two years for more than six months since the time I was 16. Crazy, right? (laughs) I never said I was an expert in dating, but I'm really proud of myself because now I'm really, I'm certainly open to a relationship. Although right now I'm kind of not dating just because I just don't feel like I'm in a season where I want to date right now. But I honestly just have had such a good time dating. And it really is because I've applied the framework that I teach in my coaching program, CCB, to the dating world. So I want to break that down a little bit. I want to tell you some of the things that I teach my clients that help them find better jobs. And like I said, my clients have used these things to find better partners. So whether you are single or you have single friends, this could be really beneficial for them. So we're going to have a two for one, right? Getting better jobs, healthier, happier, higher paying jobs and getting in better relationships. Is there any better combo? (laughs) 
So let's dive into it. So the first thing to date intentionally and job search intentionally is to figure out what you want. And I feel like this is a big mistake I made in dating where I kind of just was like falling into relationships where I was like, oh, you like me? You're cute. I like you. I I think we should date. Like I I never like it's so crazy to think about it now. Your 30s really just give you like such perspective. (laughs) I honestly now I'm just like, I can't believe I just like never really thought like I never really thought about what I wanted out of a relationship, what I wanted out of a partner, what my needs were. I never thought about my needs. And I just kind of was haphazardly falling into relationships, which is probably a really big reason why none of them led to something super long-term. So it's the same thing with job searching. And I hear this so often from people that they feel like they're just falling into jobs, right? I know this happened to me in my previous career as a recruiter. I never was like planning out my future career moves. My manager would be just be like, oh, we're going to give you a raise and a promotion every year. And they'd like change my title. And I was just like, okay. Like I was just in the passenger seat of my career and just letting my manager drive it. Or, you know, I would get burnt out and I'd want to make a change. Like I was just not in control. And it was the same thing with dating. I, I really didn't know what I wanted. So the first thing is that it's really important to start establishing what you want. And that can be very nuanced. I, With my clients, we make a very specific list of desires and deal breakers that are really, really detailed, which is so beneficial because it allows them to figure out what jobs I want to apply to when we're looking at job descriptions. And it really holds them to the things that they said they wanted at the beginning of the program. For example, I just had a client that wanted to apply for a job that was below her salary range. And I was like, hey, I just want to reflect back to you that you said you actually wanted at least 90K. And this job is at least $10,000 below that, if not more. So why are we applying to this job, right? When you said that that's what you wanted. So having this down before you start job searching, before you start dating is going to hold you true to what you said you wanted. And it's going to start to have you thinking about what you actually want and need in a relationship and in a job. When we think about aligned careers and aligned relationships, it really does start from this foundational piece of clarity, of really understanding the things that you want and need. And of course, that applies to relationships, but it applies to jobs as well. And I think that this is something I never did in dating and in my career. And once I started doing this, it was so transformational because I really had a foundation to build on when I went out and started dating and when I went out and started job searching. So if you're looking to build a more intentional dating strategy and a job search strategy, really starting with your wants and needs, the things that you really desire in your next role or in your relationship, that is a wonderful, beautiful place to start. Now, I want to be clear, and I tell my clients this as well, that as you go out and job search, as you go out and date, you're going to get more data. 
And that is why you want to continue to edit your desires and deal breakers and edit kind of the things that you feel like you want and need in your next role and in your next relationship. So the second thing to do is to get out there, get out into the job market, get out into the dating world and use that as a way to get more clarity. So for me, I have been on probably over a dozen dates at this time. I don't know what the count is, but luckily like all of those dates have been very enjoyable. Knock on wood. (laughs) I don't have any horror stories. Like the worst thing I could say is like one guy showed up in sweatpants and like these like kind of like Ugg shoes. Like it looked like he had just been chilling at his house and then just like went to get a drink with me. That's the worst thing that happened. I mean, that's really not the worst thing in the world, but all the dates I've been on, I feel like I've really learned things. Like one thing for me, for example, is I am pretty certain, and this may change. It'll be interesting to have this in a podcast episode to see where my life leads, but I really don't think I'm going to have children. And I know that this is such a controversial and personal topic, but I think it's very unlikely at this point that I'm going to have children. Um, if I do, I think it's probably going to be later in my thirties and I won't, very likely will not have very many. So it's really important to me to have a partner that is okay with potentially not having kids. So what that means for me is, you know, I have understood the lifestyle that comes with having kids. I also know the lifestyle I want to have. You know, I really like to travel. I want some freedom and flexibility. And that's made me realize that, you know, dating someone who definitely wants kids is very likely not for me. And I also am very likely unlikely to date somebody who already has young children. And it's not to say that I am like ruling anybody out completely. But again, when I think about my values and the things that I want, I know with my partner, I want to travel and not to say that you can't travel with young kids, but I know it would be significantly harder. So if I meet someone and they have young kids or they want to have kids, you know, that would be tough for me, right? I'd really have to evaluate if that's a person that I'm going to really vibe with later on because our lives are, you know, the way that someone's life is going to go who wants kids or has young kids is going to be really different than someone like me who really doesn't have a strong desire to have children, right? Or to be involved in raising children. So I didn't really realize that or understand that until I started dating people who had kids or, you know, people who wanted kids. And so as I you know, go out and date, I feel like I learn more and more about myself, about my wants and needs, about the kind of person I want. And that has really helped me to really get aligned with my future partner. So same thing with job searching too. And I say this to my clients, like as they're looking through job descriptions, as they're interviewing formally and informationally, we're gathering data and we are editing their, not only their desires and deal breakers, the things they want and need, but also their job search plan and their strategy. And so we constantly collect data and edit. And this is a beautiful way for you to use the same kind of framework in your dating life. So My advice is to go out there and go on dates and to have an open mind of it being an experience and a way for you, like even if it is the worst date in the world, at least you'll get some clarity, right? I think that even in a a negative situation or a less than ideal situation, you're able to still gather something from it. So the second thing I would do, like I said, is to gather data as you go out and date and edit your desires and deal breakers, the things you want and need as you gather that data. The third thing I would recommend in dating intentionally and job searching intentionally 
is to remove yourself from the process at any time. So let me explain what I mean by this. When you are dating someone, right? And I will say I definitely have been (laughs) really bad at this is I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Even if I see red flags in the beginning, and this is me previously, I think I've gotten a lot better at this. If I see red flags in the beginning or things that aren't aligned, like for that previous example, if I am dating someone who wants to have kids, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe I'll want kids or, you know, maybe they're a good person. Like I should see this out. And I would continue dating that person even as I knew that that was something that probably wouldn't align. And likely as things continue to show up, that didn't seem aligned with that person. But I think it's just human nature, right? And I think this also ties into like people pleasing tendencies or fears of being alone and deeper rooted beliefs. But ultimately, it is not in your best interest to continue putting energy into something that isn't aligned with what you want. So what I've really done now with dating is I've had a lot of first dates. I haven't had a ton of second dates and even like third and fourth dates because in those first dates, I'm pretty keen to figure out, you know, some of the things that I want based on that kind of first part, right? My wants and needs. And if they don't align, you know, I just let the person know very kindly that I just don't think it's worth pursuing. And the people that I have gone on third, fourth, fifth, whatever dates like that I've had longer term, you know, couple month relationships with, they were people that I really felt like I was aligned with. Like I felt like they met my values, they met my desires and were able to meet my needs and we can start, you know, continue dating for a longer period of time. I really didn't do that in the past. Like I would just like, meet with someone, go on a date and be like, oh, okay, we'll just continue dating. But I think that we need to normalize saying no and removing ourselves from situations that aren't aligned with what we want and really sticking to what we want. So in job searching, this is something I do with my clients and is very new to many of them. Sometimes they will go into an interview and they'll realize something is not aligned. Maybe the salary isn't aligned, the job duties, the culture. This can come up in a first round interview or a second round interview. And a lot of times we feel like we need to like finish the interview process, even just because, you know, you started it, but you don't have to, you can remove yourself at any time. And especially if you know that it's unlikely you're going to accept an offer, or you feel like you're just going to be doing these interviews just for no reason. I mean, it's a waste of everybody's time, right? It's not going to get you closer to what you want if the role is already seeming misaligned. And it's a waste of the team's time to just continue interviewing. So I teach my clients how to respectfully, right? Respectfully is the key word there. Remove yourself from interview processes where you can still maintain a connection but not waste your energy on something that is not getting you closer to what you want. And I think it's important to remember that interviews take energy, right? Like if you're spending time on an interview, that's time that you could be spending applying to other jobs, networking with other people, having interviews for other other companies. Like you literally need to make space in your life, in your job search for the things that you want. And if you're taking space with an interview that is misaligned, then you literally do not have space for other things to come in, right? I'm a really big believer in this and clearing out the things that don't align to make space for the things that do. And it's the same thing with dating. Like if you are going to pursue something with someone that 
isn't aligned with what you want, then you literally have someone in your life that isn't aligned with what you want. And it's harder for someone to come in. If you even think about this too, like I think I've been in relationships where like I knew it wasn't right, but I wanted to see it through. When I was dating that person, I wasn't open to maybe meeting somebody else that could better meet my needs because I was with the other person. So I think it's really important to be very thoughtful, again, based on that first step of, you know, what your wants, needs, desires, and deal breakers are to honor that throughout the dating process and to end things when things aren't feeling aligned, whether you're dating or job searching. And the final piece that I think really ties in everything that I've talked about up until this point is knowing your value and owning that value throughout the process. This is so key. And I think that this is more of a mindset shift than a strategy shift. Certainly there's strategy that can go into it. I kind of think that the strategy is some of the previous things I mentioned, but it's really about you owning the value that you have intrinsically as a potential partner to somebody else, as a candidate, and really just being relentless about protecting that value. I know for me, I have been in many relationships where I was not valued as a partner. And it is a blessing that those relationships did not work out because I deserve so much better. And it's the same thing with job searching and our careers. It's so often that I see people in jobs where they just are not valued. And I totally understand that the way a person is going to value you is different than the way a company is going to value you. Like I'm not saying that those are the same. That being said, I do think that there are people out there who are underpaid, people who are not being given the growth potentials that they're capable of in their companies for whatever reason. I know that there are people out there who are being mistreated by their managers or their company. They're being given too much work. And it is our jobs to recognize when those situations are coming up and not serving us and to own our worth and say, I deserve better than this. And it's the same thing with dating, right? I really feel that when we start to get confidence in ourselves, when we really start to see the beauty in our gifts, in our talents, in ourselves, and us just being who we are, that is so transformational for so many aspects of your life, your career and relationships included. Not only is that going to improve those things, but it's going to make your mental health better, very likely. It's going to make you feel better day to day. Owning your value, I think, is one of the most powerful things you can do for your life and certainly your career and relationships. But this is a practice, right? This isn't something that's just going to magically change overnight or from listening to this podcast episode, right? It's going to happen over time. And my belief is that it's going to happen as you start reprogramming your subconscious mind. If you have been in a relationship or in a job that hasn't served you, then what is happening there is your belief is that that is the situation that you currently deserve for whatever reason or another. You believe that you in some way deserve that situation 
even if it's not serving you. And I know that might seem masochistic, but our brains are a bit masochistic in in many ways that we can know that something isn't good, but we'll just stick with it for various reasons. Often we'll stick with it because it's comfortable and our brains are programmed for the path of least resistance, the path of survival. And so when something is predictable and known, our brains would rather stick with that rather than getting uncomfortable and trying something new. This is exactly why career changes feel intimidating. This is exactly why it's hard to build new habits. It's because our brains want to stay comfortable. We're designed to stay in, they call it your comfort zone, right? for a reason. You're designed to stay in that zone and it gets really uncomfortable to stretch out of it. So if you're someone who's resonating with this and you're feeling like you aren't really owning your worth in at work or in your relationships, what I would do is to start figuring out what you can do to start loving on you. What I mean by that is the love that you want from a partner or that you're giving to a partner, or the effort, or the time, or the energy that you're pouring into a company that's not giving you it back, start to put some of that towards yourself. Start to direct some of that energy towards yourself. And that's going to manifest in different ways for all of you listening. It could be that you're going to commit to going to the gym three times a week. It could mean you're going to go to a yoga class once a week. It could mean that you're going to start to take on a new hobby. And it, let me just be clear, it does need to be like a whole life revamp and makeover. It can just be one small thing. But in one small way, start to direct that energy back towards yourself. Take your lunch break. Close your laptop at five. Have a conversation with your manager about your workload. Talk to your partner about your needs. Tell your partner the things that you want. Break up with people <laughs> if if you feel like it's not aligned. I, I certainly I don't want to I don't want people to message me after this like Chelsea I broke up with my partner. I'm not certainly I'm certainly not saying that. But what I am saying is just the energy that you're pouring into other things that aren't giving you that same energy back. Start to put that towards yourself. I can almost guarantee that your worth will start to increase from that small act. And when you start giving that energy to yourself, you just naturally are going to start to feel more worthy because literally the energy that you're putting towards yourself is love. The love that you were giving to somebody else. And I, it's weird to say giving love to a company, but I do think sometimes we do give the kind of that loving energy to a company in the same way we do to a partner. It's, it can be like a toxic relationship, Turn that back around on yourself, right? And that's where you can start building that seed, watering that seed of your worth. So that really is, I think, the final piece of dating intentionally. And there's so much I could talk about in terms of my framework and my coaching program, CCB, but I really think that these four things have been some of the most transformational for my clients to start, like I said, dating intentionally and job searching intentionally. But just to recap what we went over, number one is to build a list of your wants and needs for a relationship and or for your career. Step two is to edit that list based on the data that you get from job searching or dating to gather information and use that information to edit your desires and deal breakers and your wants and needs. Step three is to remove yourself from situations that aren't aligned with those wants and needs. That can look like ending a relationship with someone that you've started 
dating. It could mean removing yourself from interview processes that don't feel aligned, but essentially really just sticking to what you said you wanted and owning that. And step four is to know your worth and own your worth. And a small way that you can start to embody that is by starting to put some of the love that you're seeking from relationships or the respect you're seeking from a company and give that to yourself. Stop putting that energy in places where you're not reciprocating it back. When you put that love towards yourself, you will get it back, right? Because you're holding it intrinsically and you're going to have control over that. So to start building up your worth, that is one small way to do it. I hope this episode helped you. And like I said, whether you are single or in a relationship, job searching or not, I think that this can be so valuable to you to start figuring out how to date intentionally and job search more intentionally. So if this is helpful to you, share it with any of your other single besties and let them know how they can start to get a better partner. And obviously, if any of you all see any improvement in your dating life with this and of course in your job search let me know on instagram you can find me at chelsea stokes there's also links in the description of this podcast episode if you're ever looking for it and as i said earlier i'm so grateful for all of you who've listened in if you're enjoying this rate like subscribe follow all the things (laughs) really helps us to keep doing this and i can't wait to do more thank you all so much for tuning in today and i will talk to you soon